Hello, this is episode 237 of the Purple Psychology Podcast with Dr. Nisha Reddy. I like black sheep. No, in fact, I love them. Words we use, why we use them, are we being racist? It will be easy to record that podcast. Just Google everyday racist expressions. You'll be surprised. Nitty Gritty, for example, is a classic. And I've managed to write a lot and never use it. And I kind of sigh with relief. It's funny, I have a honing beacon for whose quotes to not use too. However, there are bigger themes I want to talk about. So black sheep, how rare are they? I had to look this up today. It's a recessive gene. If you carry it, you've a quarter of a chance of a black lamb. But you'll need both parents to have the gene, which is recessive, which means it doesn't always turn on. So they're much rarer, in fact, than the 25% chance. All of my closest allies are black sheep. In fact, I think it might be a requirement to be in my tribe now that I begin to think about it. I was born into a family of black sheep, so I've never needed to worry about it. We've always been the kind of outcasts of the family. But I am thinking of a field of sheep, not people. And the black ones are different, they're rare. The odds are really low on having a black lamb. And I don't have any friends who aspire to be normal. They've always been the black sheep of their families. And I work with many students who feel the same. And sometimes personality can be a really great way to crown that, to explain to people why they're so different and why certain personalities don't come up in families or that they skip generations or that there's less of them on the planet. But Hans Christian Andersen's ugly duckling is black too. But then young swan signets are brown grey unlike ducks, so they aren't black, and you have to wonder about his choice. Why did he pick the ugly duckling to be black? Why not grey? And I use Swan Lake to write a piece. And in the ballet, the central character has two roles, the white swan and the black swan. And it's very technically demanding, because you have to play two completely different characters. One is vulnerable and pure, and the other one is deceptive. And when you start to think about why do we assign the white swan certain characteristics and the black swan the other characteristics. And when I used the concept for the writing, I used it in relation to light and dark. And in the idea of relationships being manipulated and in the balance of light and dark, which is contained in everyone, and which do you bring out And how do you bring out the best in someone? And what is your focus in doing that? And why do so many relationships bring out the dark? But even I had to go back and start to think about the fact that when I thought about dark, it was black. And I ended up with big questions that I still don't have the answers to. Because we always take divine light or universal light or source light as being white. And light is not dark. It can't ever be dark. It can't ever be black. But if you listen to any guided meditation, it will always talk about the universal light being white, that pure light is white. So how much of our ideas revolve around light and how much revolve around the idea of black as evil or dark? And I always say that your motivations matter so much more than the words you use. And only you know why you use language and what it's based in and what the picture is in your head. I see a very rare lamb in a field of a flock of sheep. I don't see ugly ducklings. 
and I take it for granted that I'm living in a world of light as my guide. But what's yours? <laughs>